0: If you have an RB problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but Mo ain't one. You are Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Whenever it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. It's almost season time, folks. It is almost season time. We've got week zero starting. Tomorrow, and then we have the Gophers football season officially kicking off next week. It's time. It is time. And today, we are going to be talking about none other than Muhammad Ibrahim, our starting running back, who is back, healthy, and ready to run. Uh, but first, be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Be sure to join and subscribe on YouTube. It's free, it's joining a community that people are getting more interactive on. We're getting lots of discussion in the comments, and so hit subscribe over there, join the party, and let's have a good time, especially as this season gets kicked off. Now, today we're talking about Mo Ibrahim and what a successful season would look like for Mo moving forward, coming back from the Achilles injury. Now, we know, we, we all know that Mo is a stud. He is a great running back. He has been a staple for this program for the last few years, and he has the potential to be a workhorse guy, and he should be playing on Sundays in the very near future. He should be playing in the NFL. He should be thriving and surviving, folks, but if he wouldn't have got hurt last year, barring injury, he'd probably be playing on Sundays right now, starting Next week, or these past few weeks, he would have been in the preseason. He has that talent. He's proven that talent. But the injury happening makes it feel like people have forgot about him or left him for dead and that the world has forgotten about Mo. And the level of talent that he brings to this program, which we're going to talk about today, he we're talking about a running back who was yardage wise 2018 had 1100 yards 1160 yards 2019 had 604 yards a down year then he had in 2020 he had 1076 yards and then in 2021 he had 163 yards now in that quote unquote down year in 2019 Mo Ibrahim was splitting with Rodney Smith, who had 1,100 yards of his own. So you can't even really fault him for that. He was playing with another running back who played absolutely phenomenal. But it's not just about his rushing yards. As a runner, PFF gave him a run grade of an 81.9 in 2018, 82.4 in 2019, 83.4 in 2020. Gradual progression as we're going rock-solid grades as we're going, and then last year he got a 73.5 after playing three quarters, and I'm not even sure how he got a 73.5 after rushing for 163 yards against the Ohio State University, the Ohio State University, in less than a full game. So, and had two touchdowns, and had no fumble. I mean, that grade baffles me a little bit, but Overall, he had 1,076 yards in 2020, and that was in a Big Ten shortened season with seven games played. He had over 100 yards in each one of those games and 200 yards in back-to-back games during that season. In fact, he is currently on a nine-game streak of 100 yards or more. The end of 2019, the bowl game against Auburn, he had 140 rush yards. Every single game in 2020, he had over 100 or over 200 yards. One of the two, throughout every single game of 2020. And then he came against Ohio State in the first game this year, in 2020, or this past year, in 2021, and had 163 yards in three quarters. So he's on a nine game streak right now. And in that nine game streak, he's had. Rock solid numbers as far as yards per carry as well. In fact, since 2018. 2018 he had five point seven yards per carry. Twenty nineteen he had five point three yards per carry. Twenty twenty he had five point three yards per carry. In twenty twenty one he had five point four yards per carry. Consistently, consistently popping off five yards a carry. And again, that's an average, so you could get more than that here and there, and then will have less than that here and there and it brings it to the average but five over five yards of carry is great i don't care who you are over five yards of carry is rock solid that's a great clip but mo chunks away to get his yards. it's not just like he's breaking off an 80 yard run and then having a bunch of like three yard runs for the rest of the game he consistently gets solid chunks and and still keeps his yards per carry higher so he isn't a player that's just breaking a huge run off and then settling down. In fact, in 2020, Mo had one game of his seven games where he had at least one rush of over 35 yards. Over 35 yards. So he only had one of the seven games in which he had a rush of that or more. Like that should tell you he's not absolutely just breaking big runs and then Slowing it down. He's taking huge chunks out of the defense and slowly breaking them down. And it wasn't just in 2020. In 2019, he had one such game in 14 games. And that one game was barely above 35 yards. It was the 36 yard run. Now, in 2018, he had three of the 14 games in which he had over. 35 yards in at least one carry. And that was in the 200-yard game in the bowl game. So, in fact, in his nine straight 100-yard games, he only had two games. Two games in these nine straight that he had over 100 yards in which he had a rush over 35 yards. So, in nine straight games with over 100 yards, he's not not taking a huge 80-yard gain or a huge 50-yard gain and then settling in for the rest of the game. He is consistently wearing down, popping off the defense, getting 10 yard chunks, 15 yard chunks, 5 yard chunks. Like something that defenses just can't, they can't slow him down to the fact of keeping him behind the line of a scrimmage, keeping him in wraps and getting two, three yard chunks and slowing down the run game. He's consistently just tearing away bit by bit at a defense. And that is what makes Mo Ibrahim lethal. It's not saying Mo isn't good because he doesn't pop off 50-yard, 50-yard, 70-yard, 80-yard. No, that is not saying that he is not good. And we we know that's not the case. You know that's not what I'm trying to say. But if anything, I think it makes him more impressive that he has the amount of yards that he is able to get. He is consistently putting up a rock-solid yards per carry but doesn't have these huge breakaway runs that he he's able to keep his numbers that impressive while maintaining consistency now in fact I believe that that lower grade lower run grade especially this past year but over all of his seasons the lower 80s which It's not a bad run grade, but it's not up in the high 80s or low 90s that we see like Deuce Vaughn has gotten the last couple seasons. Deuce Vaughn is a rock-solid running back. Deuce Vaughn has earned his hype, but I don't think he's levels and levels better than Mohamed Ibrahim. So I think that that less breakaway runs is what is keeping... Mo's grade lower when it comes to PFF run grades. So if anything, I feel like Mo is undervalued even in that sort of setting and rating system. Now, not only is he consistent in that manner, but he is also has very good vision and it helps him at finding openings and continuing to chunk away at the defense. But he also is good with yards after contact and making people missed tackles missed tackles forced so in his time at the U he's had 10 plus yard runs in 2018 he had 26 10 plus yard runs 2019 he had 17 10 plus yard runs 2020 he had 30 10 plus yard runs in those seven games and then he had three against Ohio State in 2020 before getting hurt so he's getting those chunks like I said But also, missed tackles forced is what I was really aiming for here. When it comes to missed tackles forced, Mo had 34 missed tackles forced in 2018, 27 missed tackles forced in 2019, and 37 missed tackles forced in 2020. He also forced three misses in that Ohio State game. So, forcing missed tackles, chunking away at the team's and finding the open cu- or finding the open hole, having clean cuts, that's a part of who Mo Ibrahim is. But he also has been great with yards after contact, where he's consistently getting three to almost four yards after contact as an average. And in that Ohio State game, he was almost at five yards after first contact. So he's not going down right away. He's hard to bring down. He's forcing missed tackles. He is a rock-solid running back, but none of this is new information to you. So how does he prove he's back? How does he show NFL scouts? How does he show Gophers fans that he is back and have a great season this next season? What would deem as a successful season? That's what we're going to talk about coming up next. First, Let's talk about our friends over at Bet Online. They're giving you the latest trends and actions. They've got live betting, they've got casino games online, they've got esports, they've got you covered on futures bets, they've got you covered on odds, props, more lines than ever before. They're keeping you posted when it comes to the latest and greatest on numbers. Bet Online is where you need to go when you're looking to know what the latest odds are. Bet online where the game starts. So, we're talking about Mo Ibrahim, and in terms of success to help lead this team to its goals, Mo Ibrahim will probably need about 800 or more yards. Once again, cracking over the 1000 yard mark will not only put us in a healthy spot, but it also puts most draft capital draft stock back intact coming off of an injury, an Achilles injury, having three of your four or yeah, three, three to four of your seasons with multiple thousand yards rushing. It's hard to argue against that coming with a thousand yards after an Achilles injury Hard to argue that you're not there, especially playing in the physical, aggressive Big Ten. Now, he should have all the opportunity to prove that he is good to go with the schedule that the Gophers play. Only three schools on that schedule had a rush defense last season that was within the top 50 rush defenses. Only three schools in that 12-game season. Now, those three schools are all top 15 last season when it came to rush defense, but two of those three are the last two games of the season, so we have time to work into it, time to ramp up to it, and it's not going to tear any confidence down or anything early on. In fact, how it goes this season is New Mexico State comes in at 112th, 112th last season in stopping the run. So, in this first game, we should see Mo be able to gain confidence, gain reps, and be able to really get a test run as we move into live hits and take a hit. You know, he's been tackled in practice in fall camp. He's felt contact, and that's good. It helps him get warmed and ramped back up, but this will be the first live action under the lights. And this will be a great opponent for him at 112. Then you've got Western Illinois coming in the next week. And they're FCS school, so they're not really ranked in the top 130. But they're not like some legendary FCS school that's going to put on a hurt or put on a licking. They were 2-9 and nine overall last season. Now I'm not saying count them out. I'm not saying take them lightly. I'm just saying that they should be a team that we shouldn't have any problems running the ball against. Then you've got Colorado. Colorado came in at 96th the prior season, and they've got Mike Sanford. So you could say, oh, well, maybe they'll improve because Mo ran really well under Mike Sanford. You could be right, but I wouldn't put a huge potential jump. And again, that's on the offensive side of the ball. On the defensive side of the ball, they were 96th stopping it. So I wouldn't even put a huge jump in any improvements they're not going to go in huge jump from 96th to a top 15 type run defense in one offseason. Is it possible? Maybe slightly, but I wouldn't put too much into that. So right away, you've got three schools that are all within the 90 or higher against run defense. So it should help us slowly improve surely progress Mo, progress Trey, who are both coming back from injuries and allow them to get warmed up of sorts before we head to Michigan State, where it'll be the first real test of action, the first <clears throat> top 15 type rush defense from last season against a opponent ranked in the top 15 currently as we head into the year. That'll be the first test. That'll be the first barometer of where we're at across the board, not just in the rush game, but also with Mo to see as we enter Big Ten play what it's really going to be like. Now, hopefully at that point, his confidence is thriving because he's just teared apart and ripped up three of our non-conference games. But after MSU, it gets a lot lighter again. You're looking at Purdue, who is 77th in rush defense, Illinois, who was 63rd, Penn State, who was 67th, Rutgers, who was 82nd, Nebraska, who was 58th, and then Northwestern, who was 119th. That's six games in a row where you're not taking on anybody that was in the top 50 last season. Now, could they all improve? Yes. But what I'm saying is, this looks to be a season where we should have success on the ground. We are going to be a more balanced attack, which is helpful for the entire program overall, but this, this... schedule is friendly to a rush heavy team it's friendly to running backs who are coming back from injury and getting them ramped back up now you close the season going against last year's 13th rush defense in Iowa and the number one rush defense in Wisconsin now those are going to be tough those are going to be games that Tanner we're going to need him to step up we're going to need our defense to shut down Braylon Allen in that Wisconsin game at Madison. That's going to be tough. But overall, what you're looking at is Moe has the schedule to help him out. Mo has the time to ramp in slowly. And from what we're seeing in fall camp, he looks fluid. He looks ready to go. It's just getting back under the lights. That's it, folks. Now, what a successful season looks like for Mo is solid run blocking, solid pass blocking, but overall, taking that run efficiency and that run grade either to the same level or even just slightly a tick above. Now, he'll probably be doing it on less carries, but keeping the efficiency up and showing that you're not a volume back, but that you're consistently going to find those ways that is how you prove to scouts that is how you prove to fans and everything like that that you are back and you are better than ever Mamba Moe and his mentality of getting back to it now we're going to talk about what that mentality was we're going to talk about building that confidence again maintaining that swagger getting it all back and what it could look like what that slow ramp up period could look like heading into the season that's what we're going to talk about. So, like I said, from what we've seen so far in camp, Mo looks fluid, he looks quick, his confidence looks like it's continually growing. I've been fairly confident, I I still am fairly confident in saying that he is ready to prove the doubters wrong. He talked about, in his rehab process, in his recovery process, he talked about who he really looked to when it came to the Achilles injury. He didn't know what an Achilles injury was, how serious it was, and what it meant until he got it. And when he did, he really looked into it. He really watched documentaries, Kobe Bryant's documentary about how to come back from it, not pushing yourself too much to the point where you're set up for failure, but how to regain the confidence, build back into it, and thrive. He learned from Kobe Bryant, he learned from KD, he's kept an eye on the recovery process of Cam Akers, the running back from the Los Angeles Rams who made it back to his season or part of his season after six months after the Achilles tear. Now Mo has had more time than that to recover and he's had all of this other athletes who have had this injury that he can study and look through and find out what they were doing in the recovery process to get back, to get healthy to the point where you're not thinking about it anymore. So he's done his due diligence, and now it's just about getting used to taking hits again, live, full speed, in action. But again, he won't need to be thrown in from the jump. He honestly will probably see more of the 20 to 25 carries a game to start out the year as opposed to the 30 carries and three quarters that he saw in the Ohio State game now that again that's not a bad thing but that plus playing against three weak rush defenses to start the year should really help him in regaining that confidence that swagger that momentum before heading to play a top 15 school and a top 15 rush defense from the past year I truly believe we could see a 60-40 split to start the year between him and Trey Potts and keeping both of those guys fresh. Then there could be some maybe ride the hot hand as you continue to go through some games just to let them get warmed up, let them get comfortable. Now, I will ask in our final press conference later this afternoon, hopefully what that split is going to look like I don't anticipate coach Fleck will let us know but that is something that I am curious to know is there a carry count is there an idea of how to ramp these running backs up and I don't anticipate he'll let us know because I'm sure he doesn't want our opponents to know that as well now when you hear that there might be less carries. When you hear maybe they'd ride the hot hand here and there, that shouldn't give you any hesitation or worries about Mo Ibrahim. In fact, if he was kept around 20 to 25 touches a game, as opposed to consistently getting over the 30, that's still not a bad thing. I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't freak out. In fact, in 2020, four out of his seven games, he saw between 20 to 27 attempts. Four out of the seven in the year that he won Big Ten running back of the year. Also, in 2018, when Mo had 1,160 rush yards, he had five games under 20 totes. He had four games with 26 or less, or between 20 and 26, and then he had one game with 30 plus. So just because he wouldn't get 30 plus reps consistently doesn't mean we should freak out or we should be like, why isn't Mo running? Like, He'll be just fine. He'll be able to go at his own pace to be available when we need him most as we get to these contending games, as we play at Iowa, as we play at Wisconsin, as we hopefully play in a Big Ten Conference Championship. So don't worry about lower number of carries or even a carry count early on if there is one. As long as the confidence is building, as long as the burst is there for Mo, he'll be on track to reset his NFL draft stock and also lead this Gophers team to success in the division. That's what a successful season would look like. From Mo, It's not all about the numbers, but it's about how he can bounce back and gain the confidence, momentum, and swagger to help this team progress and help himself get to the ultimate goal of playing on Sundays. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked On Golden Gophers. I truly appreciate it. Now next week is game week. So we're going to have a more consistent format for the shows moving forward. Next week is weird because the game is on a Thursday so it'll still be slightly different but after that we will have continuous um, Mondays where we'll talk about what happened that last weekend in the game, things that we need to improve on, things that went well and then Tuesdays we're going to go into opponent breakdowns. We'll talk about tendencies, we'll talk about the last few opponents they've played and we'll keep honed in on the key players on both sides of the ball. Wednesdays we'll maybe do a little bit of injury update and then we'll also talk about matchups and uh, three focus points to win. Then Thursdays I'm going to have a guest on and we are going to do something a little fun and different that I hope you'll enjoy. And Fridays we'll see what happens. Fridays will be kind of our free flow days and seeing what the latest and greatest with gopher sports whether that be football or other sports is and keeping you updated there so we'll have more of a format as we move in hopefully i'll start to get some graphics and some fun things included in this as well so you don't have to just see me when you're looking at the youtube channel so if you haven't subscribed already be sure to subscribe because big things are coming i appreciate you listening that's going to do it for us have a good one i'll see you next week